There are so many things that impact our ability to achieve success, but none are more important than leadership. Individuals and organizations rise and fall with leadership. We are here to help you rise. Thank you for joining us. This is the Leadership Excellence Podcast. Hello, leaders, and welcome to Leadership Excellence. Thank you for joining us. I'm Danny Langloss, and in today's episode, I'm joined by Aaron Duffy. And the topic of today's conversation is something that will draw attention from the most junior to the most senior leaders, and that is leading millennials. At just 34 years old, Aaron has already held leadership roles as a chief culture officer and is currently the director of business development for ELAP. Aaron got her degree, came into the business world, and hit the ground running. She dove right into leadership positions and is making an incredible impact in her profession and in the lives of her team. Aaron. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Danny. Aaron, I want to ask you to start by, by saying, asking, what drives you? What drives Aaron? Oh, boy. Well, I think there are a lot of ways to answer that question. I would say at the core, what drives me is helping people. And if I reflect back on my career, it has been in insurance and I view insurance as a tool that is there to help people access care and help people access the right care. And as my career has developed, the strategies and solutions that I've been looking towards have continued to evolve just as I have as a leader to be more about helping the end consumer find creative ways to not only save money, which is certainly important, but more of how do you help the people? Right? How do you help the employees navigate this complex ecosystem that's consistently changing? And so whether my time is in insurance or in nonprofit work, at the core, my goal is to always help people and make relevant connections. And if I have some fun while doing it, then even better. There's not much, there's nothing more important than our health. And it's kind of scary when you get out there and start navigating the healthcare system and figuring out doctors and insurance and medical expenses are a huge expense for families. So your desire and drive to help people, especially in this space, is making an incredible difference and impact. So Aaron, what drives your passion for leadership? So I would say, Danny, what drives my passion for leadership is the ability to connect with multiple generations and to learn from one another, and then to also develop my own leadership skills that I continue to learn and grow. I, I think of leadership, and maybe even further, sales leadership as a space where no one has all the answers, right? It's not something that you can just read a book and put the book down and know everything and how to do everything. It's more about the experiences that you collect along the way and so for me, um, leadership roles and opportunities have continued to evolve throughout my career because of the interest I've expressed in it and because I've raised my hand and said, hey, I would like to be considered for this opportunity and here's why. It's amazing when you take the initiative and leadership is a lot about initiative, right? That's why it's called leading. And so by taking that initiative, by preparing yourself for those opportunities, you've been successful at accomplishing those opportunities. One of the things I like to talk about is preparation plus opportunity equals success. You never know when that opportunity is going to come. 
And so you have to be prepared. Will Smith talks about to be ready, you have to stay ready. And so within our culture and environment, we say you always have to pay the preparation price. And it's obvious that you have. And when those opportunities have come, you've capitalized on them. Aaron, could you share a little bit more in depth? I've talked about uh, some of the incredible accomplishments at 34 years old that, that you've made in your career. Can you share a little more in depth about your leadership experience? Absolutely. So my leadership experience started at my first career out of college at Gallagher Benefit Services. Um, I focused on new business opportunities in that role and focused more specifically in the public sector. And that was a space where, again, I raised my hand and said, I want to help. And so my role there during my time of 10 plus years was to oversee the internship program which was really interesting, right, to be in my early 20s overseeing some folks that weren't so much younger than me. And, um, but what that afforded me to do was to test my leadership wings, if you will, if that makes sense, and try some things, see what works and see what didn't work, and then also be able to fail and learn from opportunities within that role of what I might do differently. Um, so that was my first, I would say, entree to leadership opportunities. And, and from that, continued to progress into different careers and also expand my interest beyond professional leadership, but also into nonprofit leadership and personal development and leadership. That's great. And so you are the, the, the chairman, chairperson of the board of directors at the Chicago Sinfonietta. Yes, I am. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. So um, I was first introduced to the Chicago Sinfonietta about five years ago. Uh, I believe that part of leadership is also having mentors and personal contacts within your network that are there to lift you up, sometimes talk you off the edge, and just and just really to connect with you. And so my mentor is on the board at the Chicago Sinfonietta. And as we talked about my development as a leader, one piece of advice that she provided me is that I may want to start expanding my leadership opportunities outside of just professional and to think about how I can use the skills that I have to further advance nonprofit organizations. I think, um, I don't remember who said it, but to those who are given much, those much is expected. And so I am grateful for the opportunities I've had. And, and I feel that I need to give back in a number of ways from time and financially. And so I joined the Chicago Sinfonietta Associate Board five years ago and progressed from volunteer to vice chair to chair. And my time as chair will actually be coming up next month. I will have served as chair for three years. And I've had the opportunity to oversee and work with some of the most talented young professionals across Chicago, ranging in age from probably 25 to early 40s. And that group now currently has 17 members, which is the largest amount of members that we've ever had. And it's been a tremendous learning experience for me. There have been things that I didn't do well, that I could have done better and opportunities where I now can reflect back and recognize 
what I would have done differently. And I think that's really important in leadership as I think about my mission of helping people. It's also about growing and providing growth for others and then being able to not be right all the time. Is there, that's such an important thing, that willingness to learn. We talk about being committed to excellence and understanding that excellence isn't a destination. It's a place that we can visit from time to time if we're performing at our highest level and working as hard as we can, because there's always a better way. There's always room for improvement. There's always a better way. And we talk about leadership excellence. That's what this podcast is about. Really, you know, connecting and creating lifelong learners. And there's always a better way as we serve those people that, that are on our teams. So that's the, so the, the big focus of of today's conversation, I want to get into it, is generational differences and, and leading different generations. There's been so much talk about the millennials and, and this generation. And actually, millennials have, um, have gotten a little bit of a, of a bad rap. And when I talk about this in presentations, I talk about the millennials are potentially our greatest asset or the greatest generation. And I think the millennials are going to be the ones who really lead the way and solve a lot of the social issues and problems. We look at racism and gender inequality, the the inclusiveness and accepting of diversity of this group is so special. And they're really, what I found, purpose and mission driven. And so as we sit here and talk, I get so excited to hear you know your why, you know your purpose, it's to help others. You are passionate. You are purpose-driven. You've been leading since your early 20s and evolving as a leader. And when I hear you talk about learning from uh, your failures and embracing those and learning from your experiences and growing, I mean, it, it sounds to me like you've been leading for, for 30 years. Since the playground, Danny. Since the playground. <laughs> that is awesome. I love that. So, so let's talk about those generational differences and how do you lead different generations and let's talk and focus in on the millennials. What are important things that you have to take consideration specifically when you're leading other millennials? Yeah, well, you bring up some really great points about the millennials sometimes getting a bad reputation. And if we look at all the generations, Gen Y, Gen Z, millennials, boomers, what I always find interesting is that the boomers were probably at one point feeling like the millennials. We can do anything. We want to do anything. And then you just, you kind of age and stage into different parts of your life where different aspects of life become more important than others, right? And so when you think about the millennials and social change and impacting diversity, equity, and inclusion, I would agree with you that the millennial population is ready to take the task. I think if you look at some of the recent events that have happened in the news um, and just the impact that the millennial generation is having politically and the willingness to get involved and to step into it and not walk away, I think that's a testament to we're up for the challenge. As I think about my experience in, in leading the, some of the millennials within the Chicago Sinfonietta I'll share um, a bit of a, a personal story, and that is that when the events of the news were happening surrounding George Floyd and surrounding COVID, which we're still in, we were feeling disconnected as individuals, as 
people as members of this Symphonietta group. And it's really important that we stay connected, not just as members of a nonprofit, but also as people, as friends. And my job as a leader, I feel, is to connect with each one of those people individually because they may need something a little bit different. And one thing that we were able to do a few months ago now was we came together on the infamous Zoom webinar that is our life these days, and there was no agenda. We just talked. How is everyone feeling? How are you doing? Um, what is your day like? And for me as a leader, whether it's millennials or other generations, I really feel strongly that it's about the connection and remembering that we're all human and we all have a different story and listening is very important within the leadership excellence position and listening not to formulate a response because I think so many times we listen and we're, we're in our heads thinking, what is my next sentence? What am I going to say? But actually listening and pausing and coming back. So I just completed my MBA at DePaul University with a focus in management and entrepreneurship. And one of my favorite classes was a negotiation class. And the reason why it was one of my favorite classes is because one of the key concepts that I continue to say in my head is when I'm talking with other individuals, I'm thinking, what are their needs, wants, desires, goals? And what are my needs, wants, desires, goals? And if we were to bring out a whiteboard, we might find some commonality within our needs, wants, and desires. How we get there could be different, but at the end of the day, we all want the same things. What are some of those things? What are some of those needs, wants, desires, and goals? For myself? For, for yourself or in general? Yeah, I think, oh, I think um, needs, wants, desires, most people want to feel understood. Most people want to feel heard. Um, not necessarily heard to have an agreement with because there's you can't agree with everyone, but people want their voices to be heard, recognized, and acknowledged. Um, and as a leader on the Symphonietta Associate Board, a lot of my job is to listen and to take in ideas and just like anything, not all the ideas will work. Not all the ideas are great. Some are really great, but we have to be realistic about what is the expectation or capacity to do that. But people want to be heard and not shut down immediately or, oh, we've done it this way for 10 years, so that's the way we're going to do it. And I think that happens a lot in professional organizations where maybe leadership has been in a position for a long time and the the answer i'm sure you've heard it in your career as well is well we've done it this way for 20 years and so i think as you bring in new talent millennials gen z into organizations they will have a different flavor because they haven't seen it for 20 years and they haven't seen it for 10 years and so hearing out some of those maybe crazy ideas sometimes I feel is so important um, to allow people to, to feel heard and respected. Wow. So, so powerful. So I'm going to just recap a couple things here. 
So when we're leading millennials, and I don't think it's specific to millennials, but it's even, I think it's even more important, especially than the boomers. And for, for Gen X, which I'm part of, for the millennials, for the Gen Zs, the power of connection. We are emotional human beings. We want to be connected. Simon Sinek talks a lot about we're better together. We thrive in groups and teams. The second, listening. The most important communication skill is listening. People want to make sure that they're heard. They, they want to feel valued, understood. They want to feel appreciated. They want to feel respected. Expectations. You know, connecting with realistic expectations and embracing change. So in the concept I'm writing about and talking about a lot right now is creating a culture of leadership. And one of the things that's so powerful about this culture outside of people um, being taught and learning a leadership mindset, always putting we before the me, understanding that leadership isn't about uh, a title, it's not about power and control, it's about service and empowerment, but cultures of leadership are cultures that embrace change. You create a culture of change. And that is so important with the millennials because I 100% agree with you that this group is going to want to challenge the status quo. They're not going to accept that it's always been this way. And, and the millennials that I've met, and you're one of them, are some of the most progressive and creative and innovative people that, that I've met. And what got us here today isn't going to get us there tomorrow. We're seeing that right now. And so really hiring talented, purpose-driven people, millennials, Gen Z, Gen X, boomers, to serve on your team, and then following these simple, what should be obvious but are not, strategies is so important. And, and so thank you for providing that, that insight when you talk about leading millennials. Yes, absolutely. I, you know, something else comes to mind too, Janie, as, as you're um, sharing that is also not just millennials, but also diversity, right? And a diverse team. Next time, those of you listening here, I would encourage you, next time you're in a room, in a meeting, a really important meeting, look around the table. Are all the voices represented from the organization that should be there? If everyone looks like you, chances are they're not. If everyone is the same age, chances are they're not. And I think that change that you're describing is the, the change that's needed. And we can't find the change leadership and change empowerment if we all look the same, feel the same, have been in the same spot for 20 years. And so that to me is something that's really important. That's why um, I just joined the diversity council within my organization. I don't have all the answers. No one does. But if enough of us come together that are interested in making the change and being the change that we want to see, I think we'll get there. And, and knowing that we're going to trip over ourselves a couple of times is okay. Um, but we are making the strides forward in leadership that, that need to happen. You talk about diversity and diversity is the, the number one factor and everything I'm reading, all the research I'm doing that draws the most talented people to organizations. People want diversity. And I know I just get energized when I get into a room and people are different. Male, female, young, old, black, white, Asian, Hispanic. 
and you sit and you have a conversation and it's so much different than that stale conversation that you sit in where everybody is the same. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing the creativity and the innovation that comes from that. And what's also amazing is that there is a lot more, we have a lot more in common with people that look different than us than, than what we'd ever think. And that connection is just such a, an amazing thing. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. And I think it goes back to what we talked about earlier. Needs, wants, desires. We're really all looking for the same thing. We might have a different outward reflection on it, but that connection is so powerful. The connection is so powerful. The, so employee engagement is, is such a huge topic, the extent to which people are connected to their organization and willing to give passionate discretionary effort. One of the things I've been working on, and it's an article I released a few weeks ago, was Employee Engagement 10X, the Seven Pillars of Ownership. And I really believe ownership is what changes the game. And as you're talking about connection, listening, expectations, uh, embracing change, diversity, and, and, and the power of that, all those things are so important when we're trying to create ownership. And the framework, the very first uh, pillar that, that we have to create is psychological safety. People have to feel safe being who they are. They have to feel like the leadership and the team has their back. We have to eliminate fear and anxiety and doubt and replace that with confidence and belief and inclusion. The second thing, sense of belonging, and that's when you talk about this connection, is so, so important. The next thing is aligning purpose. And we talk about how purpose-driven people really are. And especially these days, it's being intentionally talked about. The next step is confidence, and that comes in mindset, and that comes in competency development. But then the next stage, which I think is really, really important for, for Gen X, for the millennials, for Gen Z, is empowerment. Because that empowerment leads to the next pillar of innovation. And after people become involved and invested, and through this innovation, they become committed, and then very high levels of commitment turn to ownership. And so I'm interested to hear your response and what do you think about that framework and, and the importance of creating owners within your organization, people who don't do stuff because they're told to or because they have to. They do stuff because they want to. They're constantly looking at this and embracing change about how do I make this organization better because that's important to me, not because it's going to get me ahead or not because I was told to do so. Wow, that is a lot. You said a lot there. I um... – I think it starts with the empowerment is critical, right? I mean, you you can't make change unless you feel empowered and moved to do so. And part of that is being invested in the mission and invested in the leadership team. Do you believe that what you're doing, let's say we're talking about a job. Do you believe that the job that you're doing is a part of you internally as your mission does it align or are you doing something completely different that does not align with your moral compass you may have a problem there and you're probably not going to want to join that committee to go to the company picnic to to bring your voice forward to provide insights one something that i noticed early on in my career, as we talk about the different generations, is how do you show up? Some generations show up and they have their 
their suit and tie or their suit and they have their buttons and they're buttoned up and that's their professional version. That's professional Aaron. And then professional Aaron goes out and it's the weekend and it's not professional Aaron. I think, especially as we look at the millennial generation, showing up as your whole person is what could differentiate the generations. And we're seeing that a little bit because of the environment that we're in now from a political perspective uh, where there was a separation, I feel, between professional and personal and keep those views outside of the office, right? Don't talk about that. We don't talk about that here. Uh, check that at the door. But now it's about, that's, I love what you said, Danny, the psychological safety. That is an area that leadership can improve upon. I think in a lot of our organizations is giving people the safety and the comfort to show up and to share their experience. I know for ELAP, my employer, we do something called a CEO roundtable, which is really unique. And the leadership of our organization brings together people from all different departments. And kind of like that call I referenced earlier with the Sinfonietta, our CEO says, how's everybody doing? What's going on? And he doesn't have all the answers, right? But he's making an effort to bring all the voices together so that people feel the psychological safety and belonging and know that as a leader, we're there, right? We are working together to make an impact. And so as I think about empowerment, community, the sense of belonging, what I think about is being invested in the mission of an organization, also having that fire in the belly that, that you want to make it better, you want to improve, you want to be a part of something, and showing up as your whole person are the, the elements that I see changing within leadership across the country and also within myself as I mentor others to show up as their whole person and bring their ideas forward. Well, in if you create an environment and a culture like that and teams like that, you're truly empowering people to show up as their full self and you're, you know, connecting that mission and purpose and lighting the fire in their belly. I'm just, I'm getting goosebumps sitting here to talk <laughs> about this. I'm just blown away. Um, and it's just so powerful. And that is the potential of these generations that we're now leading in the workplace. And I would challenge leaders out there, experienced leaders, inexperienced leaders who who aren't having the right experience and the right mindset uh, with millennials or, or, or Gen X or, or Gen Z to first look inward. One of the things we talk about on our team, it's what we value, is if there's a problem, the first question we ask is what part of the problem am I? And we're not allowed to address a problem with somebody else with one of our team members until we've addressed the problem ourselves and I think the problem is is we cannot feel entitled as leaders I cannot say I've been with the city for 24 years and I just get my way that's ridiculous yeah. it's not about power and control 
when I became a, the police chief, it wasn't a destination. It was a new beginning. When I became the city manager, it wasn't a destination. It's a new beginning. And now, you know, starting this podcast to share different ideas and concepts in our pursuit of leadership excellence is a whole new beginning and journey. And so first, we really, we got to look inside and say, am I truly understanding, seeking first to understand, then be understood, as Covey's fourth habit would talk about, what the needs of my team are. And as the leader, it's your job to get up with the times and to figure out what your team members need because it's your job to help them reach their full potential so the organization can reach their full potential. And so I would really challenge leaders if they're having problems to, to listen to this and to listen to Aaron about what motivates millennials. The same types of things motivating Gen Z and the same types of things that are that are motivating the bottom half of of, of Gen X, which I'm part of. hundred percent. I agree with that fully. And you're bringing forward some good books that I need to brush up on. And, uh, there are a lot of activities too, that, that I've done recently, uh, as a part of my MBA journey that are all introspective. And as a leader, you might say something is important, but then if you look at the time that you allocate to it, is it really that important? Whether it's family, community, professional. I'm going to have to get you the name of the book, Danny, because it's escaping me right now. But one activity that I would encourage leaders to look at is to assess how do you spend your time? Think of 100%. Where are you spending your time? And is that where you want to be spending your time? Or do you need to realign to spend more time in your community or to spend more time in your profession or with your family because those are all pieces of leadership as well and how we want to lead our life, right? Because we only have one life to live. I think that was a soap opera at one point. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Yeah. But you drive home such a great point and I think as people, and I've, I've done this in, in my own career and I've gone back and I've sat down and I've wrote, okay, you know, Danny, the, the dad, Danny, the husband, Danny, the coach, Danny, the, the leader, you know, within my professional career. And you start saying, okay, what, what are my goals? What, what's important to me? And you sit down and you write it out and you get blown away that you're spending 80% of the time that you're awake, maybe at work or in this area or in that area, whatever it is. And we do, we only have one life. And we've got to find a way to balance that out. And if we do, and if we find ways to reduce our stress, I talk about emptying our cup, right? All of us have a different size cup, but once it fills up and starts overflowing, it, it creates all kinds of problems. And how do we empty our cup? So, you know, we talk, it's, it's not about how many hours you spend at work. It's about what quality do you bring when you're there? And how are you balancing your life out? And how are you really realigning what your priorities are and, and it's okay that as you look at the millennials and you look at gen z that their overall quality of life is very important you know a lot of times with the boomers it was my job is to go to work and to make the money and put food on the table and if i got to work 78 hours a week the impact there and it's so noble so commendable Absolutely. but that's not the generations we're leading today and we got to understand and accept that and we got to really light the fire you talked about, empower them, and the amount that they will accomplish and the new heights and, and, and ranges they will take organizations is really going to blow people away.
I agree. I agree. Yeah. So is there, is there anything else that you're working on right now in, in your studies you've taken away from that that, that you want to share? Is there any, are there any challenges that you want to issue to the listeners and their leadership development? Yes. So um, I have recently given myself a little bit of a future respite. So my time as the chair for the Sinfonietta will... Uh, fit will come to an end in August. My MBA is completed. I've been running and gunning, Danny, and I'm ready to take a little bit of a break. And so what I'm doing is giving myself between August and December to take a step back, to look at what we just talked about, where where's my bucket, where are the elements, and to come back in January with a new vision of where do I want to invest my time in my community and nonprofit space? What do I want to be doing differently? What's working really well? And so I would encourage your listeners to be gentle on themselves. Oftentimes, I know I can be very hard on myself, and it's because I want to continue to be better and to continue to excel and, and reach leadership potential. But sometimes you really need to be gentle, especially on given the environment that we're in right now, it's important to look at our lives and take what's important. And even, you know, you think about COVID, right? There are some things that have come out of this that are positive. And there are some things that we will leave them at the door and never bring them forward. And so I would encourage your listeners to think about their leadership skills and think about, number one, are they applying themselves in organizations that fill up their cup to use your term so to fill up your cup are you doing the things that align with your your purpose and your mission if you're not change it if you are great maybe you could expand that into another opportunity maybe that's within your um, your church or your synagogue or your temple maybe that's within the community but think about how do we help each other? How do we connect at a deeper level? And where do you want to be in the next five years? And how are you going to get there? That, that's awesome. I just love that. You've done such an incredible job. Um, there, there's so many takeaways that, that I have. But to, to bring back to the focus of, of the podcast on the generational difference and leading millennials, I think you have provided incredible insight into what is one of the most viable topics out there and situations that, that leaders face. First and foremost, let's not throw any group or, or category of people into a box. That's the problem we have today with diversity inclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, but know the first and most important thing is hiring mission-driven people whose purpose aligns with your purpose. And, you know, I don't think people really thought about that until really, you know, the last year, a couple years, the, the people on the front edge, the apples of the world and Southwest of the world and Starbucks of the world did, but we need to be really intentional about that. And then I think that, that while these strategies would have been very helpful and beneficial with the boomers, they, they, they have been in the places that do it with Gen X, they're essential with the millennials and they're essential with Gen Z that, We've got to create that connection, and it always doesn't have to be some formal meeting. It could be just getting together, 
the diversity and inclusion. When you talked about the CEO roundtable, when the CEO of your big company pulls different people in, it says to them, I care about you. You're important to me. I respect you. I trust you. Very powerful employee engagement and ownership tools. The power of listening. Not just talking. And you said processing. Listen. Process. Don't don't just listen to create a response. Because people who feel like they've truly been listened to and truly been heard and have a voice, if they feel they have that within your team or your organization, they're willing to commit, invest everything into the organization. The realistic expectations and the embracing of change and creating empowering environments that create progressiveness, innovation, and, and creativity. And I just bring that recap because really what you've shared with me and what I've learned from you today to, to, to put this in an intentional framework and, and what you share with our listeners is so, so valuable. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun and uh, keep doing it. It's great. So I'm talking with Aaron Duffy. Aaron is a millennial leader, um, has accomplished some incredible things. I, I can't wait to see where her career and her career path and her purpose and her impact take her because she's just getting started. If you enjoyed listening to the podcast today, please subscribe. Please consider leaving a review. Give us a rating. Share it with your network. And remember, always be committed to excellence.